to positions of hopelessness and helplessness. The government gives them the drugs, builds bigger prisons, passes a three-strike law, and then wants us to sing God Bless America. No, no, no. cat in the world remember from last halloween yeah yeah they're still on there nice yeah man what's that do for halloween oh fuck i accidentally pressed it twice good uh, uh july everyone and welcome happy early halloween yeah it's a hundred days until Halloween. I saw on the internet the other oh, day. One of those okay. fucking Twitter the, people. The most haunted day of the year. Hundred days till Halloween. A hundred percent far away from Halloween. I've heard of five hundred days of summer, but how about five hundred days of Halloween? Can you imagine if they yes. did a new installation oh, of the franchise? What kind of, what kind of crazy girlfriend would you have for that, huh? Halloween, like a manic yeah, pixie dream girl witch. instead of a, yeah, a, a manic city. witch dream girl. A manic witchy dream girl. <laughs> that has to be somebody online's fucking name or whatever. Yeah. It's unfortunately out. almost the same as the manic pixie dream girl, but with some evil side. I'm, I'm sorry. As the most online person here, I have to it's, it's, it's rule that the internet dictates that the woman you're describing is a big titty goth girlfriend. <laughs> That's a meme. How do the words period magic sound to you? I feel like that's a big part of this character. Yeah. Compelling? You better. They better. Because be. you're using the magic of the moon and its cycle and your cycle, thus combining heaven with earth and unlocking all the powers within. Sometimes when you live with a woman like that, there's a little bit of magic in the trash can in the bathroom sometimes. And uh -huh. it can be jarring if you're still. Uh, you know, young and immature. Yeah. Like you, you're in the bathroom and you think you're going to look down and see a used tampon, but it's just a doll made of hair in your likeness. <laughs> yeah. This is just a wand <laughs> from Hogwarts. I oh, <laughs> this is a chick apartment now. That would be, I wonder if this manic witch dream girl, this would be a good villain. If uh, anyone's a comic book writist uh, out there, um, as in a writer artist, not a right winger, but uh, she could use her menstruation to, you know, shoot streams at people. We should tell this to Yodoye because he's <laughs> writing Batman comics now. All right, and that could be Batman's new, uh, you know. He's kind of our point of entry into the into the industry, into the DC. I don't really know who else we could send this idea to. Yeah, I don't know. Do we know I don't want to send Lee it is, to a woman. I feel like it will make me look bad. My grandfather, Stan Lee, is uh, deceased. But we used to be able to send ideas to Standers him. Lee here? Yeah. Stan Lee here. <laughs> hey, toots. Let me see them cans. Didn't you get Me Too'd? Did I make that up? Did, did he? I don't think He's so. He's the most Me Too'd man what? in concept. Why? <laughs> he only exists to be Me Too'd. 
Why he do you fulfilled say his that? purpose and died. Oh, oh shit! Fucking Murray just jumped up on the podcast equipment. Is okay. that a bad omen? Murray. Yeah. Wait, oh, I have Murray. to walk around Murray, so. <laughs> Rogue operator. Me. Jake, I, did you ever tell our podcast you got a cat? Or are you just expecting them to read it from your Twitter? I don't think it's ever come up. I got a cat, everyone. I got a big fat black cat, thanks to Bradley Pearson, uh, fellow. Because you're a big titty goth girl. Friend and podcaster. I'm a big titty goth boy. There's a difference. <laughs> did you flash him in exchange? There's biology and it's real, Alex. <laughs> you can't just call me a big titty goth girl. Let, let me plug. Bradley's podcast since he gave me a cat. Self worst, right? Self worst. I was on that one, yeah. Right. I was looking, I couldn't remember the name of it. I don't want to get it wrong. But Am it's I, cool. It's about mental health and shit. Is this, uh, I'm looking now at a spinning um, machine. What is that called? The, uh, that thing? Spin machine? Uh, that is it's called the spin a, machine. It's a semi recumbent exercise bicycle okay, that there I bought go. to try to get rid of my big t- goth boyfriend titties. Your titties or your ass? I'm trying to get... Don't answer that. No, I'm trying to get rid of my titties and build an ass. Okay. I'm trying to do the opposite. My, I got some junk in the trunk, but it says... Andrew, stay away from that bike, then. Yeah? Does biking make your butt bigger? Yes. Yeah, what do you mean? You're using... That's why I have such a fucking dump truck. Um, Probably. Cat Eye... (laughs) It is called... The name of the recumbent is Cat Eye Ergosizer. Yeah. We are IRL, by the way. I'm in. I'm in Brooklyn. Just more back to uh, back to 2019 style. Yeah, if the sound is worse, it's because we're in my apartment, or if it's better. No, yeah. Someone messaged me the last time we did this, and they were like, "Why was your sound so good this time?" And I was like, uh, "I was at Jake's house, and it was like, <laughs> bring his house to your house." <laughs> Our usual setup is Andrews has a uh, long megaphone style horn that he holds up on top of a mountain in Washington, D.C., and then we capture that audio through a satellite. Right. And that's what you hear today in the studio. I'm on yeah. top of the Washington Monument. Yelling. You know what? why it's also well, better is because at home in uh, Chocolate City, I drink uh, Kratom <laughs> with tea, and so I'm, there's a lot of slurping, and now I, got, I get it from a spot I used to love to go to when I lived here, and it's uh, it's all cold, so you don't you barely hear me uh, taking my sips. Yeah, but you do gesticulate wildly with it in a way that makes me nervous while having this much electronic equipment right. out on the table. This <laughs> Put is it kind on the of floor. like reverse twenty nineteen because Anders is there and I'm not there, but I get to see your face, so I can tell when he's gesticulating. Yeah, I w- maybe I can situate the mirror to where you can see. It's on the floor. Uh, my sh- yeah, my put Anders in the mirror. Wait, that's bad luck. Wait, there look. He is. Wait, wait. You can almost you can almost see him. I have a cool tee on. Is he show? Oh, that's your shoulder. I thought Anders was bending over for some reason, <laughs> as if awesome to t-shirt? show off his ass that he mentioned. <laughs> <laughs> for the listener, if you've never seen Anders, he, he someone mentioned he sounds like Yakko the Animaniac, and you just imagine him with a huge dump truck ass, and that's our boy Anders Lee. Yes, with a a bit of a Kelly Ripa face on me. Sure. Um, I don't remember who that is. Alex, sure. Do you see my uh, former host of uh, Regis and Kelly? Oh, yeah. okay. She took over for Kathy Lee, my aunt. Am I going to keep up with this bit where I say famous people named Lee are my relatives? Yes. 
Kathy Lee. I watched that every day uh, in the summer when I was a kid because we didn't have cable and my parents would both go to work and I'd be like, yes, unlimited TV, but it would have to be like The View and live with Regis and Kelly and maybe Maury. At what cost? Yeah. Um, <laughs> what is the TV doing to me when I leave it on all day and just suck Regis Philbin into my brain? <laughs> He's a very funny guy. Anders is also related to Tommy Lee, which is why he has a 10-foot-long dick yeah. and a huge dump truck ass. I actually... And the rest of his body is Yakko from the Animaniacs. <laughs> I convinced a room full of people that he was my dad. <laughs> really? Yeah. There was this uh, late mic. Was this mic? I don't think they do it anymore, but uh, it, it was like a talk show-themed open mic. And I went there, and I, I thought it would be obvious that it was a joke, but I was, like, talking about how, oh, yeah, I have a sort of a strained relationship with my father. He's a C-list celebrity. Uh, you may have heard of him, Tommy Lee. And people were like, whoa. And I thought oh it was obviously God, ridiculous. Yeah, and I, I told a story about how he gave me the sex talk by just putting on his sex tape with Pamela Anderson <laughs> and saying, check it. And that's how he taught me about sex. That's uh, funny. And people bought it. That is how he would do it. Well, com yeah. comedians are fucking stupid. They probably were like, we can network with Anders to right. get to Tommy Lee. Can you imagine me opening for Motley I think everyone in the room Crew? skipped past the part where you are so dissimilar from Tommy Lee. It's <laughs> night and day. Well, that's why we have a strained <laughs> relationship. None of him wore off on you. you. You are just a different guy. Well, at least one thing wore off, if you know what I mean. He's Anders yeah, just is as cute. him and Pam Anderson's baby. That's why he's blonde. Yeah, right, exactly. And, and, and Pam Anderson his Anders has... Condo. I actually am quite similar to Pamela Anderson. We all are politically. She's uh, she's a comrade, right? Yeah. She's like... In Absolutely, she is. Yeah. It's badass. Good for her. She's someone you want to just find and just hash out explicit details on the issues. That's she's right. probably one of those celebrities who says something really cool every once in a while, but then says something wildly inconsistent afterwards, mm. and you just try not to think about it. Right. Mm -hmm. Remember when Cher called for a general strike? Oh, really? I didn't know that. It was cool, but then, you know, like a month later, she was like, we gotta get the Russians or something, and you're like, okay. This Bro, is, this Mia, Mia Khalifa was all here for the Palestine stuff. Yeah. One month later... She's she's calling for the overthrow of the Cuban government. Oh, what happened there? Fuck! I'm That's here just... with a locket that I've put together of her and Ken Klippenstein in a little heart because I want them to get together and make a relationship, and I ship them, and then I just have that in my house with a with an Iranian gusano Does and it... famous journalist Ken Klippenstein. Would you watch the tape? She's not. Wait, she's not Iranian. She's Lebanese. What if Ken Klippenstein? Whatever, man. He he leaked his own sex tape because he's like a FOIA guy. <laughs> he found it. I'm via sure the he's of Information Act. I, I wonder if he's gotten sex tapes before and like had a dilemma about whether or not you release them. There was. If anyone you know has access to my sex tape, send it here to this link. <laughs> yeah. This is. I'm gonna tease something forthcoming. There's a great documentary made by a friend of. Uh, my GF that we've seen a couple times about Larry Flint who ran for president in 1984 and uh, and they basically shut him down because he was you know, a really rich guy uh, so he was able to totally just like you know generate his own media coverage and all that stuff but they shut down the campaign by like um, swamping him in lawsuits because he uh, made a joke in Hustler about Jerry Falwell 
having been, I think it was Jerry Falwell, one of those guys, having been, having had sex with his mother, was obviously satire. So it went to the Supreme Court and it's all this whole hullabaloo. But one of the things he did on the campaign is he had a sex tape that he claimed was Ronald Reagan cheating on his wife and getting it up the ass. Uh, and they play a, a piece of it in the documentary, and and there's no proof that it's not Ronald Reagan. Interesting. Yeah. That's going to be a lot of fun, sound wise. Ooh, 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 mother! There you go again. <laughs> there I come again. Um, Quit monkeying around back there. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! The monkey is also there, by the way. The monkey is watching. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, something about jelly beans. I don't know. Ronald Reagan. Have you ever seen the people under the stairs? No, I think we turn your finger. You're going to feel a jelly bean. Um, (laughs) I may have talked about Uh, it. The the rap group. No, we had the same exact conversation once. Did we really? Yeah. I don't remember how it went, but if we don't want to. Okay. I'll skip it. Shit. How did this happen to Mia? That's what I want to know, because is this just a case of someone who will is plugged into social so plugged into social media that their uh, views jump from whatever's trending to trending? And for a while, they managed to get Palestine more priority than that's a really good point. And I think it probably segues into something that we talked about talking about. Um, Here's why celebrities are stupid, right? They're yes, Jake, get them. Well, they're not like. So right wing fucking people are stupid because they watch Fox News and consume conservative media. Right. Uh, Liberals are stupid because they watch fucking whatever other cable news and consume liberal media. And it's they're all like consistent. And then you have this third group of people who aren't like they're not like looking at one of the, the huge bug lights, but they're still like just getting their news from like online or something, which is a thing you can cherry pick right? things that are like facilitated towards you from media outlets for specific reasons. Yeah. So you can end up kind of being right about certain things because we put out there things like, for example, Medicare for all. But if you're not part of like a socialist organization or some sort of thing that is operating to try to be like a funnel the same way that, you know, these cable news outlets are, then you can be like, right one day, jump on with Medicare for all. And then the next day, because there's no consistency and there's no undergirding ideology, you're just also like a Russia gator or whatever, or like a weird gusano, etc. Yeah. Right. And so I think that's kind of embodied in this like weird Medicare for all March thing that's happening right now, because like there's like Nazis and anti-vaxxers and shit speaking at it. And it's not, it's not an organized thing. It didn't come from fucking DSA or PSL or anything like that. It's just a bunch of extremely online people, right? A lot of very sick people are getting together today. <laughs> yes. I mean, it is like there are DSA contingencies and things at the march. I mean, yeah, I have mixed feelings about it because I was not a supporter of Force the Vote, and there's a lot of that behind it, but which is, you know, I, what I was hoping is that at the end of that, um, because it didn't happen, like a lot of those people would say, okay, well, what do we do? Uh, let's let's get involved and organize for Medicare Care for All. And if they want to do a march, great. It's just a question of um, what happens after the march, you know, in, in California. not bad there's a march. Right, yeah. Uh, Who doesn't love a good march? I love, yeah. Hey, I, I go to them all the time. But uh, the question is, like, 
is that going to be a sustained thing? Like, is that going to funnel into organizations, right? Because that's one of the problems of there's this fetishization of sort of decentralized uh, political change, um, which, you know, I'm not a I'm not a democratic centralist, but I do think political organization is really important and to have like an institution that can uh, decide things democratically and put resources into things like fighting for Medicare for all a state single single payer system in California, uh, where a lot of these marches are happening. And hopefully that's what comes in. People, people are at the march canvassing for this is how you get involved. Let's pass it in California, make it the first state in the nation to have a fucking government insurance. Uh, but yeah, it remains to be seen if that's going to going to happen or not. Let me just tag back in on what what Jake was saying. I do think it relates to the Medicare for all March uh, in terms of, you know, just how regular people get their information. It makes perfect sense to me that a celebrity like Mia Khalifa would be uh, pro-Palestine, but then anti-Cuba a month later, just from a very zoomed out perspective on the raw amount of dollars and power put into pro-America, anti-Cuba propaganda versus pro-Israel, anti-Palestine propaganda, which is just one has a much higher dollar value than the other one. There was 30 to 40 years of nonstop, relentless barrage of anti-communist propaganda coming out of America. And people, like, that's in the water. You, you take that in, even if you're not going out of your way for it. I'm watching Rocky Four later tonight. I'm excited to see a, a Slavic man beat someone to death with their hands, but I know I'm going to come away as a darker man for it. <laughs> Every old movie is about this. It's crazy. Yeah. Right. Like, in, if you talk to people who don't consider themselves political, they're probably against the Cuban government. Yeah. Right. That's just been in movies and shit for the well, last 30 years. It's, it takes a conversation to change their mind. Well, that's the thing. Like, uh, I remember Jared Leto gave a speech after he was, what was it, Dallas Buyers Club? I always get these movies mixed up that came out in 2012 or 13. But he uh, played a trans woman. Yeah, it was Dallas Buyers Club. Okay. It was Dallas Buyers Club. Yeah. And in his Oscar nice. speech, he was like, um, trans people in America, uh, fucking Iranians, um, <laughs> Venezuelans, who, because there's some. <laughs> I stand the best with award. and like, for oh, you. Oh, fuck it. Yeah. I stand what? I stand with and for you. Like, and there's a movie about playing a trans person in America, which is, you know, important, but also not necessarily have, doesn't have anything to do with the Venezuelan government, you know? Yeah. Which was like, yeah, it's just a. He just read some shit that day and has the weird Ashton. It was trending on Twitter. Yeah. Of like, I'm a celebrity, therefore I have a responsibility to say stuff, not right. so much to learn stuff, yeah. just to say stuff and, uh, you know, parrot whoever the fuck tells me that I sound intelligent when I say uh-huh. the thing. It's so stupid. Sometimes I have to sell vodka, but other times I have to defend Iran. <laughs> the thing that kills me about the we stand with the Cuban people thing is like, um, there's this thing that Vincent Bevins tweets about a lot. I think it's a really good point, which is just that, like, it's stupid to talk about an entire country like a monolith you would never yeah. do that about america if you were talking about how fucking complex and at odds with other american people american people are so like to say i stand with the venezuelan people is is like or the cuban people or whatever people 
it's like really um, reductive and deceptive because you're saying all of them are on one side of a thing. Right. But what you should be saying is I stand with <laughs> the Cuban people against the other Cuban people, which makes yeah. it sound I stand as- with the Cuban people I agree with. Yeah. Which is the honest version of that and is happens to be the majority of Cubans. It's, I think, pretty apparent do not want to, you know, completely overthrow the government and set up a capitalist uh, system like they have. Right, but what about the city of Miami, Anders? Have you taken their views into account? I stand with the people of Miami. And by that <laughs> and I mean... overthrowing the Cuban government and possibly <laughs> killing JFK. No, I, the um, one, no, I stand with the one guy there who's against that stuff. He's the people of Miami in my book. Yeah. Oh, okay. That's how it works. Man, he's got to have a hard time because that is very unpopular down there. Um, I mean, literally while we're in... On, Miami, mm-hmm. Dade County, a little over 20 years ago, there was basically a coup that decided the president of the United States. Like they were literally counting ballots in a room for an election that was going to oh, decide the presidency. Oh, again. <laughs> I, I don't even don't even know how he walked into hanging Chad discourse. But let me just give a <laughs> weekly update on our current events episode. Podcast news. Um after all the exciting Cuba protest stuff in the last two weeks, Joe Biden is adding more sanctions to Cuba. He went the other way with it. I am the party. Um, <laughs> it makes we're, no sense. We're gonna we're gonna make pineapple expensive, Jack. <laughs> um, his his whole thing is he's targeting specific individuals, and then the line is like like no president ever before, except Trump was doing that before, specifically to Cuba. Um, right. I I got the quote. From the White House here, he's hoping that the tariffs, quote, uh, uh, not tariffs, whatever the fuck it is, you know what it is. It, uh, he hopes Sanctions. that they're advancing human dignity and freedom is a top priority for my administration. And we will work closely with our partners throughout the region, including the Organization of American States, to pressure the regime to immediately release wrongfully detained political prisoners, restore Internet access and allow the Cuban people to enjoy their fundamental rights, which. Reading that paragraph, there is a pause where you're like, is this just, is this entirely about posting? <laughs> like, is the new Cold War just like mods out? And that's, that's where the, the money is going. Well, the, the thing is, they have internet access. It's free there, but it does, it's really slow and hard to use because of the embargo. So it's shit we're doing. I mean, and this But thing- even like on paper, like who fucking cares <laughs> that's a different country how come we are involved at all yeah yeah no i mean like it, rhetorically if you were um sympathetic to the line here and you think that uh, uh, uh new sanctions are a good idea how why would this persuade you yeah it doesn't make sense i mean i guess the reason behind it is is just political right because obama didn't start you know, normalizing diplomatic relationships and, uh, with Cuba until he was in his second term. And uh, Trump, of course, reversed all of that. And Biden has even gone further than Trump. Um, and I think it's, they, you know, they didn't win Cuba. Or fucking Cuba, God. Florida. They New did not Cuba. win Florida. They did not win New Cuba in uh, 2020. Um, I, they don't need it politically. I guess they're trying to maybe for the midterms 
knock off a Republican senator or something. I don't even know who's up for Rubio, maybe. Uh, and they're you know, like signaling to the Gusanos, like, hey, we uh, fucking, we hate the Cubans even more than the Republicans. And maybe that'll get some of them to jump ship. But like, that's not a sustainable strategy, right? I mean, that's what they're trying to do. But we, we already showed in 2020, politically, you don't need Florida. Ohio and Florida are basically red states now. How about okay. what if you're Cuba and the United States is fucking up your internet connection? You <laughs> Cuba moves its laptop really close to the edge and then tries to just steal internet from the United Miami's States. Miami's internet. Yeah, yeah, that's what I would do. Hypothetically, if I were to live in a situation like this, <laughs> they should have yeah. some kind of offshore router. Yeah. That's stationed in between Florida and Cuba that boosts the signal. Or like an underwater, underground, like they ran an actual line to just steal cable like Bernie Sanders did when he was in college. <laughs> right. They kind of look up to him over there. Um, I saw Mexico about, was sending stuff to Cuba now. Medical oh, about supplies. what Andrews was saying a second ago. I do, I, if this was Hillary Clinton or you know somebody like that, I would believe that this whole sanctions thing has a, you know, four dimensional chess. We have to isolate Florida and get more votes out of it thing. Joe Biden, I think, is just an old man who remembers the Cold War and wants to do it some more. I guarantee you. I don't know. He was was the conservative in the Obama ticket, and now he gets to do whatever he wants some more, even though he doesn't remember where he is. But he loves bragging about stuff, Obama, which, you know, most of it was shit. But if the few good things that Obama takes credit for, he loves to take credit for, too. So I I think it is political. It's just like there's so many better ways to, you know, maneuver politically than just making people's lives worse. I think the thing with Biden is that because like the presidency is such a unique situation to be at, it's like the end point of your career. Also, when you're as old as Biden and you've sworn like not to go for reelection and stuff like that, he like... I think he's probably it's like a fucking horror story or something. It's like so tragic. He's probably consumed by all of the political compromises that he's ever made in his career that caused him to become this like conservative dickhead. You remember we read that book about his entire career? Uh-huh. Like, all of this stuff is opportunistic. So just slowly over the years, he's just like adding more and more of these weird policies into his rhetoric he could now do he, he could he could not be doing this stuff. He could be I'm the most progressive president ever or whatever, but it's just all he knows how to do. And it's yeah. all that he did to get him into the office. Right. And it's all he wants to do. Let's it, not forget it, he's living his, in his twilight years his brain at the top is of the game. Fucking it's a paint bucket now with a stick hanging out of it. It's over, you know. So it's like he's just <laughs> it's like a computer that's just running a program, doesn't know they're running it. Like it's it sucks because you watch him and you're like, he could technically not do this, you know? Yeah. I, yeah, Wouldn't I don't you think wish you any... could spend your retirement crushing an island nation 30 <laughs> miles to the south of your border? <laughs> yeah. And also, I guess, you know, outside of his individual will, it's just like, what even happens if you get someone into the, an office like the presidency that decides not to do stuff like this? I mean, isn't there other infrastructure in place that, like, pressures them to? Well, I mean, what what Obama did was normalize diplomatic relationships, but he couldn't lift the embargo. He actually wanted to, but Congress refused to do it. Uh, and that's why there just needs to be 
popular pressure. I mean, with with foreign policy in general, we just need, you know, and it's hard to do. And any people always say like, oh, well, U.S. socialists, they don't care enough about foreign policy. Well, any country, the domestic politics are going to take the priority. That's not unique to the United States. The thing we talk about most is domestic policy. But uh, in order to, I think, win um, domestic policy, you know, policy gains that will help people, working class people in in America, we have to take a step back from the rest of the world and stop interfering with people uh, other countries. And like, I, I that, that's a priority that needs to be had because it's, it's, it's difficult to make this particular argument because I think there is a lot to be said for people uh, in America not wanting more wars, right? That's a popular stance. I think it can be a popular stance to say, let's stop fucking spending money on bases and all this shit bring it home. It's a little tougher to make the argument that we need to uh, lift this embargo because it's hurting people when you have all the propaganda about Castro. Um, but that's something that I think we need to do. We need to fight for and it can we can make it a legitimate political issue that will, you know, put egg on the face like someone like Biden or Kamala Harris. They're just making people's lives worse. You're, you're starving people for no reason. You're, you're preventing them from getting vaccinated. Uh, in Cuba and Palestine and a lot of places. Yeah. Like, if you're listening to this podcast and you're looking for the exclusive dumb guy take on what should the good president do to fix all the bad things, I always fall back to this, which is that the power balance of the executive branch is completely broken since 9-11. And if you want something bad enough, you can probably do whatever the fuck you want. <laughs> <laughs> sure, maybe you'll get killed in a coup, but you could go for it. That's I don't know. Point. Not a Bernie Sanders, but yeah, I don't know, like a like a solid snake type figure you get in there. Yeah. Yeah, that'd be cool. I mean, I yeah. guess solid this snake because he was the one who was the president. I've never <laughs> played those games. I wish I could riff on this with you. They sound so fun. Metal Gear. Okay, That's this my is how we get a president into the White House who has good politics. He hides in a cardboard box. Okay. And then he sneaks real close to it. <laughs> that's everything the I know about. exclamation point comes up over the box when somebody <laughs> sees the box move yeah this is everything I remember about Metal Gear Solid I will say I that's am the judicial branch uh-huh this is probably gonna you know be you know difficult for some people to think about because it's still so soon after Bernie and that you know was heartbreaking and all that and a lot of people giving up on electoral politics oh, no. heartbreak over I am, man it's now we're, it's, we're in the slutty time we should <laughs> get back into it <laughs> yeah Look, I'm optimistic. We're all behind Curtis Sliwa for New York mayor. <laughs> we all have our new guy. I am somewhat optimistic about 2024. Biden is old as fuck. He's like falling apart in front of our eyes. I don't think he's going to run again. And Kamala Harris, her support is underwater. Like even the Democratic, you know, apparatchiks understand this, that she cannot be the nominee. So they might try to put someone, she might try to run and there might be some other alternative establishment candidate, which would be a decent scenario for someone from the left to sneak in there. I think it's possible. Bro, if she runs again, they are 100% just going to be like, whatever, we're doing Kamala now. But she's going to lose. They know she's going to lose. She would be. In they the don't care. They love to lose. They're addicted to losing. It's Call like fentanyl. The donors, <laughs> the donors don't want to lose. I well, think they understand that she's toxic and they're going to pick somebody else. I mean, Kamala is like uh, unpopular individually, but if she ran, she would like represent the Biden administration and the Democrats in whole fucking thing. Right. Don't you think she would like, I, I don't think that like 
that necessarily Joe translates. Biden is currently the president. Joe, you're right. Good example. <laughs> People didn't so. vote for Joe Biden because they liked him. He was actually had like a, he was doing horribly, but everyone got scared and was like, "Well, he is the Democratic Party essentially. He's not a new weird fucking Buttigieg thing." Even uh, that that's like their strength. That's where their power comes from. Is like this realism, right? That you're like, where else yeah, are yeah. you gonna fucking go? So I could yeah, see but, her being like the, at least a contender. But I, but I think he, you're right. Biden's Biden's like pitch was that he's electable so people didn't necessarily love him but they're like he can win i don't think there's that same sense with kamala Harris. don't you think that be, isn't that why vice presidents run is because they're like That's i'm electable because i was already in there but it doesn't it's only worked one time in u.s history You're george hw bush is the will, only setting 100 correct that's the thing it is a bad idea but they will do it they do it all the time yeah they'll do it i'm just saying i think there's an opportunity for Somebody, you know, I don't know if it's going to be another Bernie or someone with politics. We it's AOC, right? Well, we'll see. I, you know, AOC, who's currently, you know, uh, uh, in uh, leftist jail. You know, right? That's the thing. Is it if it's you know, we have already they they love the fact that the establishment loves the fact that uh, AOC has been discredited in the eyes of like a huge chunk of people who voted for Bernie for like what are a few de- like legitimate grievances rolled in there, but the vast majority of the reason is just completely rhetorical and just out of context bullshit. Like this, we're doing we're doing their job for them by like completely delegitimizing her based on you know things annoying tweets. I wouldn't would read too much into online discourse about AOC reflecting her actual popularity. She's probably still the most popular politician in the country. Yeah, I mean, but, um, she's she's gotten in trouble with leftists online, but the problem is we don't have any influence. Our approval rating doesn't fucking matter. So, like, I think she'd actually right. do pretty well, and then I think most people, except for just like extreme fucking psychos, like you know, uh, in Australia, for example, <laughs> you know, uh, who can't vote here anyway, I guess. Like, yeah, I, I think most people would fall in line behind her. It's not exciting. I mean, I, that would that already sounds like a compromise to me. But really, like, AOC. I mean, I feel like she's it's as in terms of policy, she's as exciting as Bernie. Like they have the base, the same basic you know principles. I know, but just to hear to know that she's said stuff that she said i stand with the cuban people yada 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 like it sucks but thing is we're the only people smart enough to know that that sucks so i don't think it would hurt her campaign at all yeah if she says that and lists the embargo i don't give a fuck if she lifts the sanctions and she wants to say whatever stupid you know pablo right but about cuba that's we just said how hard that would be i I mean if she doesn't want that bad to do it she wouldn't do it but either way i feel like we're talking way out of left field here for an election very far away well yeah um here's the thing though and i i understand that and i think it's way too soon to make any uh solid determinations but the the other side the establishment they they're doing this already right they're but it's all behind closed doors and we don't have that luxury of really like planning things you know sort of secretly and we have millions of dollars uh billions to spend like the left but we just we, about we how have they make to terrible decisions all the time <laughs> I know. Well, yeah, but they, they, they it, still so they're, doing they're it, still way ahead of us. Them. They're still way ahead of us in winning, you know, the primary battle. So if we want to do that, we have to start thinking about it, I think, pretty soon. That's just look, look, Jeff Bezos went to space this week. Yes. Let's he took a boy it. ward 
and an 82-year-old woman and his brother. Who are these people? And he went to space. And then when he landed, he said, best day ever. And that's the news <laughs> for the world's richest and most powerful man, yeah. Jeff Bezos. Who is the ward? Who is this kid? I saw a, a really annoying tweet from someone who preemptively been like, people are going to try and cancel me over this. But uh, that young black man could have been in the street selling crack. But instead, he's in <laughs> space. <laughs> Wait a that's minute. It's so unnecessary to say that. That's so <laughs> hurtful. The 18-year-old he took was a black dude? I think so, right? I don't know. I didn't really. Was he? Was this like a I, you're the man now dog situation? Yeah. It was like. Yeah. Like finding Forrester, but about being an astronaut. Yeah, to get him off the streets. <laughs> yeah. You have no other option. He's like. It's you a know, very expensive after school program at the where we send you to space. <laughs> right. The beginning of the movie where, you know, we're, we're met with a rough and tumble young gangster who likes to do hip hop and he's robbing a store with his friends but he gets in trouble and then instead of going to jail the judge is like I've got a, a, a really weird idea an un, uh, you know and then he's like you have to do a program with and then Jeff Bezos comes into the room and he's like <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this is a like a you know like a conservatorship sort of situation, uh -huh. but I, it's I'm gonna sorry. better you. I, and they start rapping with Jeff Bezos. Boom! There I have to jump in here. This is a very white boy. I have the picture. <laughs> <laughs> really? Okay, okay, okay. I, don't I don't know what, what this tweet was. Okay. Wait, okay, but I already wrote half the movie, so it's still yeah, gonna do that. The white kid, but he's like <laughs> Bezos is sitting on the chair backwards, and he's <laughs> rapping with him, and he's like. You know, what's cooler than gangs is rocket science. <laughs> and they start. Big bangs. That's cooler than gangs. Big bangs. That's right. Yeah, this, this boy looks like a Habsburg. He, oh, yeah. He's like four gene pools over 600 years shaped. Um, I'm pretty sure he has the spot. He's a millionaire's son, and he has the spot because... I, there was a guy who won in a raffle and then his wife forbid him from going to space. Cox. I believe it's the idea. <laughs> um, so they, they went together and it's just him and a very old astronaut and the Bezos brothers. And they had jokes and they passed each other's Skittles. That and there are all these. Hmm? I, go ahead. I was. There are all these quotes of like, you'll never believe what they said on their 10 minute trip to space. The entire trip was 10 minutes long. And yeah. uh, most of the quotes were upon launch. The gang said, woo hoo. Wow. <laughs> Can you believe this? And stuff like that. Like it's a roller coaster ride. Yeah. And not a uh, infrastructure uh, 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 project Boondocks. of a new and disturbing kind. Yeah. That's it's so stupid. You can go. There's like an air and space museum where there's like a little like simulation. Like it's like a mm -hmm. fucking thing you can just get in that just kind of makes you feel like you're in zero G for a couple seconds. Embarrassingly, I used to think the air and space museum was the Aaron Space Museum. Like it was yeah. named after a person yeah. named Aaron. My name's Aaron Space. <laughs> yeah. This is my Brandon museum. Reem has a one liner about that. Oh, really? Oh, that's right. Mm -hmm. Okay. Ooh.
It's based on. And so I have to credit comedian Brandon Ream here on our podcast because I cannot stay silent while these one liners are poached. Is it a Brandon Ream joke or a stupid thing Child Anders thought? Ooh. I think it I think it's complex enough to be both. Um well we we all know the, the the basics of this conversation, which is these motherfuckers are taking billions of dollars and going to space to leave us to burn alive. But uh does anybody have any other thoughts? Well, I was just thinking like everyone that went to space with Bezos is a coward for not opening the door of the spaceship while they were in space. I know <laughs> you, you probably think his would. brother Mark Bezos would open the door. I mean, yes. Who's the money going to other than Mark? Right. Perfect crime, yeah. except that he also dies. But... <laughs> He's in the spaceship. <laughs> Not to mention, you'll kill venerated astronaut Wally Funk. Well, he could have been like, "Hey, Jeff, why don't you go out and check something?" and then <laughs> knocked him off. It was, I think, was it all filmed though? I don't think he would have been able to get away with that. I think that you should. I think have just they're close brothers. First life. of all. <laughs> The kid should have just taken one for the team. I know he's only 18. His whole life's ahead of him. But everyone, you'd be a hero. There'd be a statue of you. Mm. I would say he's 18. He's got to be stronger than Jeff Bezos. But Jeff Bezos is on, like, scientific drugs to be a, like, vascular lizardman. (laughs) There's no way he could overpower him. The guy's huge. He would be such a scary, like, final boss after you beat the regular boss the mech that he guards the Amazon compound. He comes out. Yeah, and he has strong Lex Luthor aesthetics, which he, is his burden to overcome. And I think he's done it because everyone was so happy that he went to space for some reason. And uh, there's a lot of honestly, like, like anybody who's paying attention from a political perspective is like, Jeff, you're going to kill us by taking all this money to space. And then his witty retort for this, he had a, a response to the media critiquing him and his space innovations doing something that happened in the fifties. But again, for no reason, um, his response was that, no, it's not a waste of money and it's not selfish. What we're going to do is move all extractive industries to space. And then all the pollution will be in space. How could that go wrong? Do you know about the gravity? Well, that mm-hmm. whole thing so there's a the reason like spacex happened remember when trump made spacex and i was like what the fuck is space force is or space force space yeah force. everyone's like this is insane he's just a weirdo child man you know that's funny and everything but the real story behind it apparently is that so ever since like operation paperclip and shit like the nazi rocket scientists that we sucked into the united states uh, there's been this question over the, this thing called the gravity well, because the way you get into space is the as the moon uh, orbits around the planet, its gravitational pull creates an opportunity to get a rocket up into that space and then be able to break through the atmosphere, I think is how mm-hmm. it works. I, if you're a rocket scientist, don't get mad at me. I'm probably fucking this up. But like th- that's the general idea is that you can't just bust out of the atmosphere at any given point. You, ha- it's, you have to go through essentially like a channel that's constantly moving around the, the planet. You have to find it? Uh, well, yeah, I mean, that's what you have to calculate. Oh, it's uh. going to be it passes through this point at this time or whatever. That's why you can't, you, you can't do a rocket The moon's prostate. At any <laughs> given point, right? And so the uh, apparently 
the I can't remember which Nazi it was, but the first Nazi, you know, that was uh, working with the U.S. government over this sort of stuff was like, you need the next like uh, uh, frontier is going to be claiming control over the gravity well, because huh. uh, if if you could technically figure out a way to own it, you can own like transport through this is when, uh, you know, everyone thought in fucking 20 years or whatever, yeah. there's going to be like colonies on the moon and stuff like that. But that's I think that's still the idea is privatization of the path right. into fucking space yeah. for these fucking Elon Musk's and, and you know, whoever's right. And that's you know that's what Space Force that, is all about. It's it's going to the contractors and they're not taking into account the sheer amount of junk that is in the atmosphere from like satellites, like satellite parts that are I was just about to say this. Yeah. Like if we try to make this a regular thing, that's going to cause like massive accidents because all this junk is in the atmosphere. And we're going to be sliced up by a Comcast sat. Yeah. <laughs> Is that what you want? You're going to be snickety snicked by a, 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 a television floaty from the 70s. Mm-mm. No, you gotta do is get that space elevator going. The thing is, you can't have capitalism in space. The Gundam series has been very clear about this. They're gonna take the moon and drive it into the Earth, and then, and then who knows what? We'll have children battling Gundams. Yeah. Damn. Yeah. Why is it that in that in a lot of these? Well, maybe this is just the case with uh, fucking uh, the one with uh, Shinji. What am I thinking of? Shinji Evangelion. Evangelion. That it's children who can pilot pilot these things. Is that that's why Bezos brought the child with him? Ah, okay. So that they get a taste. Yeah. (laughs) This is going to be you, and you're going to need to use your psychic powers to control our big robot that looks like a man. But is that is it's because their brains are newer or something? Like, why is it better to have kids in those things? So so there's a media reason and there's a lore reason. The lore reason for most of the mobile suit universe, and I'm sorry, I am going to explain this on our podcast, is that all of the adults have died in space combat, and so they are forced (laughs) to make teens pilot the weapons. It's actually extremely dark. Um... Uh, the media reason is the show is targeted towards teens and you will like it better if it's teens. Okay. That makes sense. Gotcha. This Japanese shit is always about some kid. I mean, Evangelion is mostly about like, isn't it weird when you get hard in the morning? This is a show about that. So (laughs) (laughs) it's only secondarily about space. It's a metaphor for puberty and it's a million episodes long. (laughs) I never finished it. And they have no budget for the last eight episodes. Yeah, I couldn't get through the last episodes, too. Yeah. Wacky. Congratulations. Um, well, you know what I could get through? An incredible article I just read about Curtis Sliwa, who is, uh, as you know, the pod damn America endorsed candidate for mayor of New York City. Mm-hmm. The uh, founder of the Guardian Angels, who is the Republican nominee for mayor who's doing the thing that you do when you're not going to win, but you did win the, the nomination of the party that doesn't win. And so you just kind of have this weird, meaningless campaign where you get to go do various fun. You leverage things. the Republican party to recruit for the guardian angels to <laughs> do karate on the subway. Yeah. So this is an article in the New York post. I'll link it's by Jason Beeferman. <laughs> <laughs> Gabrielle von Ruge. These We're are the- having fun. It's the weekend, y'all. <laughs> um, 
Republican candidate for mayor Curtis Sliwa said that the NYPD and Brooklyn District Attorney need to do more to clean up East New York after a post a post investigation, as in the New York Post, uh, revealed a rampant open air sex market amid lax enforcement. Boy, matcha. Um, it's become a quasi red light district. Sliwa railed during an afternoon press conference Friday as he held up a copy of the Post's front page story in the probe. I grew up here. I still know some of these people who reside here, and they should not have to put up with a red light district opening in their backyard. This is not a red light district. Red light districts are where I think everything's legal. Yeah, <laughs> yeah in Amsterdam, yeah. Yeah, um, this is just, well, we'll get to what it is. Okay, the Post spent months surveilling a heavy trafficked, quote, quote unquote, stroll in the neighborhood and watched each night as dozens of half-dressed women were sex trafficked to a steady stream of men while pimps pulled the strings from the shadows. Which half was dressed? Uh, hats and shoes. <laughs> Experts and law enforcement sources pointed to a concerted lack of enforcement that started when district attorneys across the five boroughs stopped enforcing prostitution-related offenses. So the New York Post is an evil conservative news rag, and as we all know, this is all code for uh, you know enforcing um, what do you call it? Uh, Sex work prohibition against sex workers. He wants to fucking prosecute the sex workers, not the, you know, whatever. Right. Uh, But they're just wording it very carefully and, um, you know, just fucking decrim and legalize and shit and all this stuff goes away, right? Uh, He needed another reason to vote for him. The reason that I'm bringing this up at all is just because there's this really awesome picture it's uh, captions. Curtis Sliwa, disgusted by the Brooklyn sex market, holds up a discarded condom from the area. So he apparently when they were taking this picture, word on the street is they the camera man like advised him multiple times not to do this. And he insisted. And so now there's a picture of the guy running for mayor on the Republican ticket holding a used condom in his hand just raw amazing <laughs> amazing back and forth there <laughs> he's smiling don't do it go just take the picture no you it's gross what it's is, gross you're gonna be in the newspaper what, is the, what I mean what is the, like why does he want to take this photo what what does he think this op like means and there's another guardian angel like a fat guy behind him with sunglasses and the red beret on Hands on his hips, as if to say, you know, we're cleaning up the streets. Does he have a glove on? At least? No, no glove. Okay. No glove. They tried to get him to wear one, and he didn't. He didn't. <laughs> I actually, I will admit, I did that when I was thirteen at a park because I was there with my friends, and I thought it was funny. And yeah. there's a used condom. Were you seventy-seven were you years old? Republican mayor of New York yeah. at the time. <laughs> well, I, at the, I was extreme. Afterwards, I was like, I immediately regretted it. Uh, cause it was disgusting. <laughs> yeah. But around when the, the jizz got on my fingers, I started having second thoughts. <laughs> um, it's oh, actually, it so in New York city a few years ago, I don't know if they still do this, but condoms are used as like probable cause. So for sex workers. So if right. they suspect somebody's being a sex worker, they open their backpack and if there's rubbers in it, you get fucking booked. Yeah, it used to be the case. I yeah, I don't know what the official laws anymore, but that was definitely a thing, and it's stupid because it prevents then safe sex from happening. Yada yada yada. You know where they took away condoms? The the Tokyo Olympics, because oh. uh, mm. rather than not have the Olympics, which are evil as we know from our friends who came on the show, no Olympics, uh-huh. uh, unless they take place on top of Mount Olympus every year. 
as the ultimate contest in front of the gods. Yeah, as it was intended. Um, so the, the Tokyo Olympics thing is that because they are not just going ahead and stopping the Olympics because it would be, you know, against capitalism and everything, they are having them, but they're worried about the spread of coronavirus. coronavirus. I just said that like it was a like month one of this COVID-19. <laughs> um, they... Because, like, Olympic athletes notoriously all fuck each other at the Olympics. It's the end of their long training season. Everyone has an amazing bod. Yeah, I mean, why wouldn't they? It's the only reason to go. And it's like a comic con. Like, they're all, like, in a co-ed fucking hotel situation together or whatever. So, um... So they took away condoms. They give you a condom on the last day, I think is the thing. Like <laughs> you get one? Like yeah. a ration? You make it to the end. Yeah, like a weird gift bag thing. <laughs> and I guess maybe that means I don't know what that means. Are you supposed to fuck on the way to the airport or oh, how it works? And then I guess they, at during the ceremony when they get the medals. They also that'd be cool. Everyone's just rocked up <laughs> dick out. Um, I'm having fun imagining this as a comic convention where everyone dresses up as an animal from their respective countries. There's <laughs> <laughs> have the entire American team fucking in eagle suits. Dude, it, under socialism, the, that's what the Olympics will be. Well, be yeah. That's all I want. I've been clear since day one. That's what I want. <laughs> yeah. Um, so the other thing that they did is that the, it's this is also like clearly just to save money, but like the uh, the beds are all made of cardboard, and the the way that they're whoever the fuck is in charge of this is explaining it is they're made of cardboard to prevent the Olympic athletes from fucking on the beds because what it can sustain the weight of one person's body, but if two people are on it, it like crashes and collapses then your bed's broken and then everyone knows that you fucked I guess it's like you're in trouble and then you get kicked out of the Olympics or whatever but like obviously this raises so many like questions like couldn't you just not fuck on the bed you're an Olympic athlete right you can find ways they're gonna do it god this they're taking away the best slash only good part of the Olympics, like the displacement of homeless people is terrible, right? The ice being, you know, given carte blanche in L.A. in 28 is terrible. Uh, the orgy, though, is the only thing they sh- should keep because there's so much other bad shit. Uh, that's it's the, so important. Right. They could just do that every four years. And now it should be an event. Right. The last yeah. person to They're- bust wins the gold medal. <laughs> yeah. They're our strongest humans. We need to breed them together. True. Uh oh. <laughs> that sounds a little bit. A little bit like the uh, nineteen from the left. You sound like the nineteen thirty-two Olympics, if you know what I'm saying, in Berlin. <laughs> yeah. I stand by it. Um, I think that they should give all the. About- hmm? I was going to say I think they should give all the cardboard beds after the Olympics to the local Japanese cats. Because they love to play in cardboard. True. They do, and they have they, should, they have whole little towns that are like little cat towns. It's fun over I there. I love that. The Japanese people, furious there is Olympics happening over there. Because the country is still in lockdown. Yeah. Except 10,000 foreigners are coming, and a bunch of them are unvaccinated. <laughs> so apparently, like, culturally, it's a big kind of taboo to protest and you don't get very big protests over there except for the Olympics where people are like trying to bust into the studio and like shut it down. Right. Um, people are going online and doing cancel culture to the directors 
<laughs> yeah. The past two program directors were comedians who had jokes dug up from like 1998. How did they become? <laughs> I still don't get why fan. they were <laughs> given like fucking like David Twitty is now the head of the Olympics. Wait, are <laughs> these Japanese comedians? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. One what? of them is named Kobayashi, which uh, was surprising that, that I didn't realize that was such a common name in Japan. I thought it was just the uh, the athlete I mean, with the uh, hot dog eating. Jap. What the fuck is my cat doing? <laughs> Japanese comedy is like it is kind of physical. So on some level, I could see how that pertains to the Olympics, because like a lot of it is just like you go on a TV show and they just break boards over you and shit. And they're nice. like, give it up for your comedian. You know, the punching That's it, bag. Dude. Look how strong he is. Do you, do you like that? We love strong. Um, one of them, the most recent one. Had had to resign after they dug up a joke of him in 1998 making light of the Holocaust, which is like I mean, comedian caught doing comedy in 1998. Yeah. He was staying loyal. They were both Axis countries, you know. Yeah, it's the last taboo. And then the other one, um, I don't have it up in front of me, but said something. Uh, like 10 years ago, That's making fun of fat women and uh, suggesting the Olympics should have an Olympic, you know, like Olympics, but a pig and yes. it's a fat lady or something. Mm. I mean, that sounds awesome. And then they were like, you have to leave the country now. <laughs> I, honestly, <laughs> we're, we're going to kill you. Fuck the Olympics. Hire this comic. This guy sounds cool. <laughs> yeah. Yo, yeah. guys. Um. I just want to say something about director Kobayashi, super talented writer, great in any room. Um, he can direct any sports program you have going on. So just help a guy out. He's is on he gonna do, times right now. Is he going to do Rogan after this? That'd be bad. He should, yes. dude. Has they, have they ever had a translator was for somebody who doesn't speak English on Rogan? Probably not, because that sounds like that would make a terrible podcast. <laughs> but oh, that would, would be, be cool because Rogan would be all racist and shit. Yeah. He'd be like, so what... Are the f what's your deal? What do you look like that? <laughs> you should go on tour with Tony Hinchcliffe. That'd be a good, they could you know be yeah. a duo and be like it's okay to be. You could be one of those comics, who's right? Like I actually think it's okay, and I'm yes. the thing that you made fun just of. Just like yes, I just, know ten of those guys right now who are trying to do that with Tony Hinchcliffe. It's right, because right. he's fucking in Austin. I know everybody on there. Yeah, it's disgusting. <laughs> and they're gonna go on. T uh, they're gonna join all those uh, quote unquote Indians who are so upset about the Cleveland uh, baseball team's new name, the Guardians. Right. Who our our former president announced the people who are gonna be most hurt by this are. His words, Indians. Oh, yeah, that, that thing that he fucking... Let me see if I can find it. Every time it, he it's, releases a statement like I this, have it on my phone. It looks like a joke. <laughs> you yeah, don't want to paraphrase anything Donald Trump says because the original version is always so much funnier than any <laughs> explanation you could possibly have <laughs> describing <laughs> Can I, do you want, Should I read the whole thing? Oh, please, just go for it. In Trump voice? Yeah, okay. have fun with it. Can anybody have, believe that the Cleveland Indians, a storied and cherished baseball franchise since taking the name in 1915, changing their name to the Guardians? Such a disgrace. And I guarantee that the people who are most angry about it are the many Indians of our country. <laughs> Wouldn't it be an honor to have a team named the Cle Cleveland Indians? This is kind of a light Trump. I'm not going to go for it. I was going to say, this is veering off, but I'll, I'll take it. <laughs> 
I didn't know I was going to do this. So I, I normally would have practiced. Um, what's his face from Death uh, Death Wish? Indians. Uh, Bronson, Charles Bronson. The Indians. The Indians, man. It's Bob Dylan. The Indians. <laughs> wouldn't it be hey. an honor to have a team named the Cleveland Indians? And wouldn't it be disrespectful to rip that name and logo off those jerseys? The people of Cleveland cannot be thrilled. And I, as a former baseball fan, cannot believe things <laughs> such as this are happening. <laughs> former baseball fan. <laughs> yeah, a Not a former, former Cleveland fan. Right. The, just the sport of baseball has been ruined. Higher sport, not even the league, <laughs> the sport, the <laughs> practice. But I love how he's he ends his sentences when he's being very petty. That that's the peak <laughs> this, of, of the former president is when he's like, I used to watch baseball, but this team name sucks. <laughs> he ends that. I love how he ends that sentence as uh, I. I cannot believe such things such as this are happening. <laughs> a small group of people with absolutely crazy ideas and policies is forcing these changes to destroy our culture and our heritage. At some point, the people will not take it anymore. All right. Well, your Trump is atrocious, but that was God hilarious. I have a... <laughs> I haven't heard his it's voice. It's all right, in, buddy. Yeah, he's gone. We just wanted to hear the statement. I can statement. only do it in short bursts. <laughs> no, it's exhausting. Yeah. I understand. You don't have to lose your mind um, like Anthony. Uh, when he writes these. The, the, the cleave, yeah. <laughs> when he writes these, do you th do you think it is verbatim just he has a typist ready and yes. he says, okay, write this down or or they're cleaning this up and this is the clean version. I think, I think that he, he writes these on his phone yeah. because this all reads the way his tweets read with like all capital letters at various points and shit like that. Yeah, I think this a disgrace unfiltered <laughs> DJT. Yeah. Why is the, why are people such against the Guardian's name? It's they all suck. All the names suck. I know Curtis Lee likes it. That's right. That's yeah. right. Also, Trump should like it because it's now they're the guardians, like his friend Curtis Sliwa, right. who holds condoms. Now I'm torn up. like a Republican primary voter. Yeah, I think it's cool. I I would have preferred spiders, which is what they were called like a hundred years ago or something. That's pretty cool. Yeah, I thought that would have been nice. But um, there is a statue in Cleveland that's like a known as the Guardian statue, and I think that's cool. Um, I'm really hoping as as Real Dursling's know that the uh, Washington football team, which is scheduled to change the name in 22, will uh, choose Hogs, which makes total sense in the franchise. They lore. have time to learn. Yeah, it's time an original name. But they might. I, I'm really worried that they're going to choose something stupid and I'm going to hate it. Like the national. Like, it's funny because every Washington, D.C. franchise, except for the Capitals, the hockey team, has had to change their name now. Like, it was the first, it was uh, the Wizards. Who were the bullets, and oh, yeah. crime was a problem, and shootings are a problem. So they're like, yeah, oh, that's insensitive. And they became the wizards. Now they had to change their name against the wizards because of J.K. Rowling and her turf politics. Right. And uh, David Duke, they wanted to pay tribute to him. Uh -huh. um, and the, you know they don't do anything related to magic anymore, which is unfortunate. Because it used to be like a wizard was the logo, and now it is nothing magic related in any of their shit just the word wizard just the words wizards yeah that and like sucks. red white and blue yeah some of them look kind of cool there's the district in font with like the eye is the washington monument um and then the nationals which were the senators would have been a good name it's kind of a funky you know kind of a quirky name uh but they went with the nationals which that is sucks. like what are you trying to do are i don't you like the band the national fuck sports the people is 
I've twice never, as good as national. I've never been a sports guy because like the the thinking to me this is the most fun part yeah. of the thing right. is that all the fanfare and like the mascot and you get to fuck simulate a war, but like they fucking. They just break their face against the backboard every time with this shit. They completely... I'm not even good with sports metaphors. The, 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 they break their... I'm yes, all imagining the, someone going for a slam the dunk famous, and then uh, smashing yeah. their face against the backboard. <laughs> I see. I just watch that can happen. That's very common. But, like, you, there's so many cool things that you could do with this, and then they always just end up like you're naming a band really poorly, where you're yeah. like, okay, we're the... Area like it's like or, what, yeah. just pick a fucking concept or CT eleven just yeah a couple words and random number say I was I I'm from Texas we had the Houston Texans what uh, the yeah. fuck is that that sucks that sucks that sucks dude got, that's the most I give up name title I've ever heard you got armadillos down there yep. you got fucking there's already one called cowboys whatever uh uh Jack Rabbit something yeah. Jackalope. Do you remember in the 90s? Tumbleweeds. I'm going to look this up real quick. Oh, you know Texas, what? I think this is where the name comes from. Uh, in Houston, there was... So, in the 90s, the uh, Canadian Football League tried to take over the United States, and they added a bunch of franchises to, like, Baltimore in Houston, which at the time didn't have franchises. And I'm pretty sure um, that was the name they used, the Texans. Uh, do you remember a, a Canadian Football League in the 90s when you were a kid? Hell no. Houston Roughnecks, that's XFL. Okay. Where were you in the date of the 90s? <laughs> but uh, Sacramento Gold Miners was one. They choose cool names in Canada. Um, All those weird, like, B-leagues have cool names. Yeah. You know who has the worst names? It's like college teams. There's a, uh, what is it? It's fucking Texas Christian University is uh the frogs what? it's like hold on tcu mascot oh the horned yes, frogs. frogs i know them yeah <laughs> i think sucks. that's kind of cool <laughs> you think so no. i think it's cool I, horned frog i will say i was a lot of people think it's stupid i was very happy with the seattle kraken i think that's a great name because they let the people vote on it that's pretty cool and it's yeah. like one kraken like we're a giant squid yeah, yeah. the kraken we collectively are a giant fucking squid. Right. That's pretty the cool. Krakens would have been fucking weird. Um, so yeah, that would make no sense. Um, I think that we're underplaying Horned Frog and that if you saw a Horned Frog in the wilderness, you would actually be somewhat intimidated as they are somewhat larger frogs. And mm. just having some, something with horns is already scary. Yeah. Enough horniness as it is. Uh, I was approached today by a spider larger than an inch, and I already I, I I froze up. It was just large for its size. That'll happen. Damn. Very scary. Can you imagine playing basketball against it with its eight arms? I Jake, I literally cannot. Uh, my mind reels at the idea. <laughs> okay, so correction. They it was San Antonio Texans, which were a while where they were the Riders, and then I guess NFL liked the name, so they. Went with it for the expansion team, but that would have been funny if that had lasted. The Canadian Football League just having a bunch of teams in America. Yeah. Um. But anyway, I think it's time that Pittsburgh gets a basketball team. And I was thinking about what they would be called. I think just the the Pittsburgh Iron. Uh, but because there's iron is big there, but they would probably want it to be consistent with the rest of the teams there, which are all black and yellow. It's the only city where all the teams have the same colors. I've heard the song. 
Yeah, black and yellow. So I think they m- would go with like the Hornets or the the Swarm or you know something. Be you've been waiting for it. The Anders cover of Black and Yellow is here. <laughs> <laughs> it's been ten years, and you're finally getting it. It's in his Donald Trump voice. Black and yellow. <laughs> black, black and yellow. yellow. Black and yellow. It's folks. black and it's yellow, folks. I love steel. Um, you know what it is. <laughs> we love, love it. it. <laughs> Yeah, he would. He'd be because he'd be like, you know, I'm doing populism. I'm going to the town where they make we made steel here, <laughs> and now it's in China. I don't know the other words. It's kind of he's mumbling them. I don't know what he's saying. Folks, um, in related news, semi related news. Yeah, related to this. Related to me. Uh, related news. Let me see if I can do a segue here. Okay. <laughs> Uh, I am my favorite team, and I do think this is maybe the best name is the Vikings, right? Because it is um, a cool thing, action related, and is like it's sort of the inverse of the you know what the Washington Football Team used to be called, because they, they were taking another culture and you know appropriating it, which you know whole can of worms there. But can I just offensive. say I know where the segue is going, and I'm very excited. Yes, you can. Um, okay. The Vikings are, you know, it, it, it's, Minnesota has a lot of Norwegians, right? We're all, we're, they're fucking Norskis, Swedes, very Scandinavian state. So it makes sense that they'd be called the Vikings. And it's like, oh, yeah, that's cool. And it's like, you know, been long enough to where it's not really, you know, if there is anybody who has like feels weird about that, it is, should shut up if you're a Norwegian and you're offended by that. Stick your head up your, get your head out of your butt, rather. Um, and you know who else is a Viking and actually worshipped the god of Odin um, that he wrote about who in his it? manifesto. He is a man named, and this is his name, uh, Fjotolf Hansen, which some people might know uh, by a different name. He was the guy who shot up 10 years ago now that, uh, that summer camp in Norway. Oh. Yes. Uh, his name was Brevik. His last name was Brevik, and he had a first name that people may remember. But uh, it, I think it would be dead naming if people called him uh, by his previous name. Anders Brevik. Anders Brevik. That's what he went by. Yeah. But, <laughs> but he is he's now uh, Fjol Tolfanson. I'm imagining you're bringing Hansen. him up at a comedy club, and this is your intro? <laughs> like, he changed his name. Yeah. He probably will do comedy, because he might, you know, if he gets released or something, he will... Well, no, he'll probably Guys, try to start another show, fascist do not revolution. Book Andrews Brevik. Do there, well, there is a line. Fjotolf Hansen. <laughs> not just be booking a child murderer, a mass child murderer from Europe. What is his new name? Fjotolf Hansen. Hansen. Yeah. Interesting direction um, to take this. Yeah, but he. Mbop. His no, names. No, his uh, his plans. His views have not changed at all. He's still a fucking asshole. Um, and he is now trying to sell the rights to his story to a, a studio, and he's written an entire screenplay about his fucking. <laughs> it's which is so bizarre. Like, part of me deep down, not deep down, but like you know, some strange part of me wants to at least watch that just to see what he views it as. You know, oh, just watching course, straight dude. up fascist propaganda because it would be it's just such a strange it'd be such a strange movie to watch from the point of view of for lack of a better term a terrorist 
you know, we should and watch it's it. good. What he's doing is good, right? For it to be portrayed think? that way would be just so bizarre. Nothing I've never seen anything like that. Yeah, well, we should okay. totally watch it. It's just fascinating. Yeah, don't if feel he, like a. Well, we I mean, I don't think they should first. make it. Yeah, but if they did, I would watch it. We should, and read I would not pay for it. The screenplay on the show, like we did with the. <laughs> The adult in the room or whatever the fuck. The Nancy Pelosi one-woman show, yeah. 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 The question here, what is the Anders Breivik dream casting? Like, who do you think he sees as Anders Breivik? Mm, we'll look him up. Good question. Uh, Tom Hardy? Yes, honestly, they look a lot alike, and he was he would work out. Jesus, this guy well, looks like generous. a sim. Yeah, he looks like, the just you can tell he's a depraved, cold-blooded, fucking awful villain that's the thing maybe a scars guard uh stellan or one of his lads his sons yeah um but yeah he freaky uh he, he would probably try to get you know mads mickelson or brad pitt or somebody like that oh man he's so weird looking yeah he, he has all these variations on whether he has hair at all like sometimes he has a little chin strap beard Sometimes he shaves all of his hair off, including his eyebrows, and then there's old pictures of him with just, like, blonde 90s guy hair. Right, right. My man is never not caught Z-Kiling. <laughs> he is nonstop Z-Kiling. Good Lord. Fuck this guy. For a while, I think when he first got uh, sentenced and put in jail, he wanted the death penalty. He was just like, do it. This is ridiculous. You shouldn't keep me alive. And the Norwegian state was just like, no. You're going to have to live with yourself. And, you know, you would think he would, you, if you're a believer in the human spirit, maybe turn around and understand what he would, the awful uh, consequences of his actions. But he just became more and more narcissistic and, you know, hard-edged fascist. Did he say why he changed his name? Um, I don't think so. I, I think just, like, you know, wants to... Just to not feel be sexy and new again. He well, he's tired of saying Anders be here all the time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Heiling. I think it might this have is to such do a with dark individual. <laughs> so he he penned the screenplay from his three room uh, cell slash apartment in Norway. He's like separate from all the other prisoners because they uh, would beat the shit out of him. Which you know I I think should. Probably be allowed. I don't know. I mean, it, maybe it's the they thing. should just let him do it a little bit, right? People complain about the treatment he's getting in prison. It's like, oh, he gets to pursue an education now, and he gets like decent food, and you know, isn't tortured. And it's like, it's that's frustrating. I get that, but that that should also just be how every prisoner is treated, right? Like if, if right. You're, if the idea is recuperation and not punishment, that does make sense. Right. Although he is a very bad guy, and I don't think he should have a movie if if we can avoid it. Yeah, no, I don't yeah. think they should make the movie. Um, I think he's a bad guy. I think, like, the... Yeah, he's terrible. And that's the dilemma, is, like, I mean, all we would get out of it, it of, like, torturing him or... or letting people beat him up or whatever is just like vengeance. Yeah, you know? no, it's just catharsis. Yeah. It doesn't serve any purpose. That stuff is like 
I think in a hundred years or fucking maybe even the recent future, if anything ever gets fixed, we're going to look back at all the punitive carceral stuff as yeah. very stupid and medieval. Right. It is so clearly, and it's just like a byproduct of the American police state and, you know, all this shit that we've like exported. I'm reading a book about the drug war right now for, well, later on, eventually this podcast and stuff. And it's just like so fuck. It's plain as day. I mean, it's fucking stupid. The, the, like, it sucks. It sucks because even like with our, you know, every once in a while we get to see like a person we don't like go to jail or whatever. Mm -hmm. but, like the part of you that's like, yeah, put the fucking screws to him is like meaningless. You yeah. know, it's stupid. It's just like a narrative thing. Throw them in a fucking building and keep them away if they're, you know, actively dangerous. Right. I will say this. It would be pretty good if they got one of those non-political actors who's pretty easy to trick, like an Ashton Kutcher, and we're like, new role for you. <laughs> You're in the biopic of Anders Brevik, written by Anders Brevik. Get out there! I mean, they could just convince Ashton Kutcher probably that it's it's a movie that's, you know, about him and just tell him that, it, oh, it's written by Fjoltoff Hansen and he would sign on to it not knowing that he's like <laughs> producing and, and starring in this guy's manifesto. Did you see yeah. his newest shit about like China? Yeah. Yeah. He's yeah, a yeah. fucking dumbass and he uh, has a lot of money and is, you know. Is, what was is. it exactly? He was talking about their intelligence. He was talking about TikTok, and he was giving uh -huh. some talk on how, like, uh, the Chinese government is going to use TikTok to brainwash its own citizens into being against, like, an American invasion so that they can beat, like, the United States in, like, a naval battle or something. But, like, the, 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 the gist of it was that he... He's an idiot, and he's following nationalist propaganda. He said, I am a fervent American, is a phrase he used in the middle of this, which is like... Yeah, me that? too. I eat like shit and yeah, like was, jacking just, off. Yeah, what do you mean? You the know? premise of like Dude, football. Where's My Car? is that he's a fervent American. Yeah. Truly. Yeah. So That's he's, what we be like. He's essentially saying that, like, in order for people in China to be against United States naval battle and, like, intervention... They would have to be brainwashed by TikTok. <laughs> Who would want to not just lay down and let a foreign power like destroy your country and take it over? Yeah. And also, you'd have to watch some kind of Dua Lipa featuring the baby levitate, where a teen <laughs> wags their finger and says the Yankee Devil is coming, or something like that. <laughs> yeah, Dua Lipa's got good politics, I will say. Dua Lipa's yeah, right got Nomia Khalifa. Is, is, uh, no Khalifa. I'm just you? saying that because their name I don't feel right. comfortable of being involved in this at all. We mentioned her earlier. Again. I'm not drawing any other illusions. Are you rapping again? <laughs> yeah. Okay, cool. Dua Lipa ain't Nomia Khalifa. She's uh, got good ideas when she smokes of the reefer. She, okay. Uh, all right. She tips better than Queen Latifah. And... Uh, I love when rappers say and uh <laughs> and uh and uh yeah we're That's leaving me we're gonna get the meter and, and we're rhythm all in the voting second for Curtis Sleepwalk. Sleepwalk. yeah there we go all right it's time we get rapping up the podcast there folks how, how about it That's right let's get the fuck out of here all right well this has been another funny one another topical <laughs> news one I don't know I've, am I giving away our fucking game plan to our audience here sometimes I wonder like do you guys like it when we do jokes or do you want the fucking hard stuff because uh, I like them both 
Right. Speaking for our audience, uh, I stand with our audience in saying both. Actually, you know what? Yeah, I stand with our audience against the rest of our audience. Right. Yeah, okay. I stand with the people of goddamn America yearning for freedom. Someone's got to. I stand against all of them, actually. <laughs> this is a dictatorial podcast situation. You don't mean that. You have don't no say, say in our show. Don't say oh, that. You trust what the Supreme Leader's... Uh, they get to vote on a constitution. Yeah, but it's fake. <laughs> and then fake we're gonna constitution. Get in, in, they're going to do an insurrection against us. They're going to find my apartment and bring the fucking QAnon guy. <laughs> Kill us all. And that's how the yeah. show ends. I'm fine with that. That'd be a Damn. cool movie. Spoiler. I would, I would watch been waiting movie. for it. Spoiler alert. If yeah. you haven't uh, listened to future episodes of this podcast that don't exist yet. That's how yeah. Jake dies. Yeah. All right, everyone. Um, let's see. I'll start. I'm going on tour with my pal Avery Moore. We are going from Houston, Austin, San Antonio, Fort Worth, uh, Oklahoma City, Albuquerque, El Paso, um, Santa Fe, I think, maybe, possibly, L.A., and Las Vegas, and I think that's it so far. That happens in three weeks. In mid-August. Uh, the tour dates are on my pinned tweet. And I'll put them on my website and stuff. And my other shows, Why You Mad. And I think that's all I got to plug. I am at Anders Lee here on Twitter. You can check out my other job, Redacted Tonight, on YouTube and Portable.tv. And please, if you haven't already, sign up for our Patreon. We have lots of goodies behind that paywall, including an interview with uh, the guy from Eve 6, which is pretty cool, and our latest one, which is um, talking about to, talking to a someone who really understands data programming systems analysis and all that stuff about CyberSign, which was the computer system that they were beginning to get started in Chile, which would have changed the game uh, if they had been able to continue. But it's, it's a really interesting episode. Uh, hit that subscribe button. Thanks for plugging the Patreon. Yes. Let's forget to do that. Anders, great plug. Also, Top we have notch plug. I should mention it was wanna... under Allende, not Pinochet. They were starting this uh, cool socialist fucking planning system. Star Trek looked like Star Trek. Very cool. And then it got, unfortunately, uh, deprogrammed. But when it was there, it was beautiful. And you got to subscribe to find out more. We would never plug a Pinochet computer system. No. We think his computer systems. Had a lot of problems, and we are not here for it, and we're not, my dude. We can't even believe we're seeing such things as his computer system. I'm shaking my damn head at it. Um, in the meantime, you can follow me on Twitter at Patak Test Kitchen, your one-stop shop for exciting new flavors online. Um, please listen to the new season of Theater of Delight, season three. I worked very hard on it, and I think you will enjoy it if you like radio drama. And uh, Ballin' Out Super is another podcast where I have a nice comedy show about anime, and that will be fun. And I we're all having fun on the podcasts, and that's what it's all about. And those are my plugs. Oh, fuck. I thought I was pressing the werewolf one. <laughs> it's finished. It's finished. Yeah. Did you not hear it? I think it only played through no. our headphones. <laughs> Did you hear any of the stuff? <laughs> no, were you doing stuff the entire episode? Yeah, he was doing yeah, like bit. the uh, what should we call it? The organs. Was I just talking <laughs> over it? <laughs>